0: To the What The Fork summon Preview Podcast. It's been a real pleasure hosting a podcast since 2020, but I've got to be honest with you, the past few weeks have been a little bit of a struggle, I'm not going to lie. But we're here, nonetheless, you know, as always, come rain, shine or snow as it is to look over the weekend game after the 1-1 uh, draw with Millwall, riveting, really, really riveting, as you can tell. We're going to try and eke half an hour out of this, but on a serious note, there's plenty of talking points. Unfortunately, Brad's on the piss. He's dumped us. Dave's too bold to come on the podcast. Um, so I've invited a new voice on the show in the shape of Lee Armstrong. Lee, how we do mate? You all right? I'm spot on, mate. Thanks for having us on. It's a pleasure. I'm just hoping it's not going to be a Jan Kirchhoff debut. Or if it is a Jan Kirchhoff debut, I hope you're going to have that kind of like trajectory to being like the best midfielder we've ever had.
1: Hopefully, it's a rather preachy debut instead of a Jan Kirchhoff debut. As long as you don't have the rest of your career
0: like Roddy pre but <laughs> but good good and very niche reference that is making me feel older than i actually should be um unfortunately i've had to also invite ross on and um, ross is still here as it is he's he's here to uh, offer his usual energy is someone's third best podcast ross how are you mate you okay i i am
2: feeling feeling the love you know just like it's just great to be here and be so loved and be such a
0: valued member of, of the podcast you know it's I shouldn't should ask for more, could I, Graham? All I'm gonna say is that we got that bad review about two weeks after you joined the podcast, mate. So like I'm not pointing the finger at you, but like I. Aye. Oh, it might have been someone on R. If
2: I retweeted it, they might have just go, oh, what a prick.
0: They're probably thinking about me, mate, to be fair. It's probably just a delayed comment. Um Right, we'll we'll get straight to it, Ross. I'll come to you. I'll stick with you. Um it wasn't a defeat this week, which is great, I guess, but it was hardly inspired, one wall, uh, one wall, <laughs> one wall with mil one. Um, one one with Millwall. How are you feeling after that? Um, a
2: bit like the way you said that, disjointed. It's, I'm glad we didn't get beat. Glad we managed to pull it back for a point. But at the same time, it was very perjured one at a time, let's so be honest. And if it wasn't for Anthony Patterson, we lose that game comfortably. Mm-hmm. Um Big shout out to Padua. I thought the saves were really good. Big moments as well. They stepped up this season once again, pulling our, let's be honest, a time shambolic defending. Mm-hmm. Um, even Ballard getting caught halfway up the pitch for the goal was just madness. Um, overall, yeah, I'm, 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 we said after I can't remember which game it was that we needed a plan B a few weeks ago. And one game plan A worked again, Birmingham but since then plan A hasn't worked and we've had no plan B and every time we've either drew or been defeated and it's become to the point now where I'm really really starting to doubt the management Mm -hmm. as well as some players I think Um, I know we've got talented players in there there's a reason why when we're winning everyone rivets about how good they are and how it would be tough for us to keep a hold of some of them and we know they're very young and they've got massive potential But I do feel like the tactics have been found out Um, and I don't believe that we're getting enough changes or inspiration from the coaching side of it, whether that be Mowbray, whether that be the assistant coaches, you know, just nothing seems to change and it's that rigidness and the fact that we don't change the way we play or try something different to get a different result, it's starting to become like, you know, the famous quote, Insanity trying the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. It's it's, it, it, its not working at the minute and I'm starting to get worried that we've hit a ceiling under this management and maybe do we need some fresh players are playing out of form but at the same time is that part of the issue as well. Is the only way we win games under this management is get the
1: ball to players in form and hopefully let them do the magic because it feels that way. I, I thought the day like <laughs> I don't even think
0: it was normal plan A. It was launch at o'clock. You know we take people on? But look, we'll get on to the Mowbray question. It's got to be asked, really. Because um, it's, it's it's all over um, social media and it's on not everyone's mind. But before we do, Lee, obviously it's it's just after 10 o'clock, mate. It's It wasn't a great performance, let's be honest, but we've taken a draw from it. How are you feeling like a few hours afterwards a few hours to cool down?
1: Well, kind of the same as what Ross has just said there. I thought we got away with it in the end. Uh, uh, like granted to Mowbray we and like, trying something new and he took the centre forward off and went to a false nine like he, he says we like to play with but after 10 minutes of that we just looked like object defensively it's Like we just looked a mile apart like, there was gaps all over the place and we're looking at I can't say another two or three it's like on another day we all about on about officials and the AFL and stuff but that Tom Bradshaw one could have easily been given it if the referee decided to just give it instead of like not giving it and we're talking about a 2-1 defeat. And as I said, Patson's two, the two Patterson series, when Bradshaw's gone through and that superb one at the near post where he's had to like react himself. We're talking about another defeat. It's like I ah, would got a point that wasn't a defeat, but the the performance made it feel like one, if that makes sense. It does. And and we got they got stuffed off Coventry last week. They're not in form. Like it's not the point
0: that we got against Millwall last year, where it's a really difficult place to go. It's actually quite an easy place to go. Um it was in, in some ways. I think when Jack Hog scored, I sort of barely celebrated. I mean, I did celebrate, but it was kind of like, "Ah, uh, oh well." Is that like just going to paper over the cracks? And I think, I think it did a bit. I, before we go sort of further in depth on the game and stuff, you touched on the, the penalty there. I agree with you on the, the Bradshaw one. But do you think ours was a penalty? Because I've got to be honest, we call out referees when they make mistakes against us. If I'm a Millwall fan, I'd, I'd be going nutsly. That wasn't a penalty for me.
1: You've seen them give them, you see them haven't. But it It's just one of them. Like he, he gets the ball, but he goes to a clock to get the ball. So it's kind of one of them ones where you see referees giving, you see referees don't, you don't complain where it like, gets given for you. But if it doesn't get given, you're not really questioning because it, it doesn't look like he gets the ball. But when he first went down, I said penalty. So obviously the Sunderland is what I thought was a penalty. But when I'm watching the back, I was like, mm, I don't know, how we getting away right. with one there? So uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure. I, I, I think the fact you weren't sure is probably where I'm
0: at. I, I, I don't think it was. I thought it was a decent tackle. Ross, you were vigorously shaking your head there. Um, as if you were trying to grow hair out of your head. Um, <laughs> not a penalty for you? Nah. If, that's, if we made that
2: title and it's given against us, I'm absolutely livid, Aye. to be honest. Um, and also the official, to me, could have easily sent Burst to our first half I've seen them giving us red. It was reckless. And again, I think like I say, the whole podcast should be called We Got Away With One about three, four, five, six times today. It just seems like it's been one of them days where we just got away with it.
0: Not just called the line. It's not a catchy pod- podcast title, though, is it, Ross? Last week's was Double Budgie Death. I don't think it's going uh, <laughs> to be quite difficult to match that, mate. So, um, not on. It's not really down the, that line, is it? Not yet. Um, listen, uh, that's what we're missing. We're missing, Dave. But um, I look, I feel like a broken record, but I'm going to have to mention it. I haven't got the stats and figures for this month, but I'll, I'll give this one to you, Ross. Um, no goals from Strikers again today. Like a couple of weeks ago, it seemed like Rusin was the choice. Then my ender comes in during the week. Um, Roosan's not even there today. I don't know if he's had an injury or something like that. And then Burstow, who you just mentioned, comes in. I've never, ugh, I know people are going to be like, oh, you sound so unhappy and stuff like that. But like spades a spade, I think that's 11-ish games Burstow's had, something like that. I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but I've never seen a striker look more like Ashley Fletcher, apart from Ashley Fletcher himself. Um, He's he's not going to score as long as he's got all these arse for Sunderland. And I'm sure you'll end up being a decent striker in time, but you just, Look, the strikers aren't scoring. What what needs to change? What, how do we change that? Is it the way we play? Is it the way the strikers are? They're just not good enough? Like, they, they don't look like scoring. It's not even a case of, like, they haven't scored and they've just missed a chance. Outside of Roosan hitting the post against Norge a few weeks ago, we don't look like we're going to score, Ross.
2: I think, I've seen a staff, I, can't, I haven't got honest, but I'm sure we've got the lowest shots from strikers in the league as well. So, I think chance creation has to be put into perspective as well. Personally, I think it's time for a system change now because what we're doing at the moment isn't working for anyone. Because the players who are in form, and now we're not hitting the stride the way it is. Probably is because the pressure is on them to basically do everything all the time to create something. The strikers, in my opinion, they don't either get a run in the game in the team, sorry, or when they're in the team, it's just not happening for them because. One, sometimes you've just got to put your hands up and say that they haven't, the, the finishing's been poor. Like, Hamias had loads of chances to score. First still, as you say, other than one or two games away from home, look looked pretty nasty. Russian and Mayenda, the two I'd say have looked the most promising. Have they played more than two games in a row? two or three games at a push
0: I think and I feel three or four but like what was the game where he was going to on goal and he sort of like miskicked it he fell were himself he, he lost Swansea. Swansea he lost his footing didn't he
2: they've all he got was one a- where you just uh, think
0: you've, you've not got up there apart from like Mayenda to be fair
2: but to be fair to them again we're speaking they get one chance a game we're creating one chance a game that we, I think are on the top of our head for our strikers and to me Is that a system issue? Is that because we got... I know everyone said last year we're so used to playing without a striker that we forgot how to play with one, but these are professional footballers who've played all the way through the youth level. some cases, it's the first professional, yes. But these are players who've played with strikers their whole life. Like, you don't just forget to pass a ball to a forward because you've played like that for a few months. I just feel like it's a system issue now, and... Yeah, this all goes back to plan A, plan B, where my head's at at the minute with Mowbray, is it clearly isn't working no matter... So we've had four different individuals, even five who include Job, and then even Dak played there idea, which blew my mind. Um, we'll get I've on to bad. that. have got about 5 uh, We'll yeah. get on to that. But we've had so many individuals play this one-striker role, and it's not worked. Maybe it's time to think, right, it doesn't matter who we put up there. They're not getting the chances. They're not scoring goals. We've got to mix it up. And he has mixed it up. Last season, he played two up front with Stuart and Sims. He can play two up front. But to me, it just feels like he's so, I don't know, is it becoming borderline, I don't know how to say it, arrogance? Or he's just stuck in his ways for a way, like the 9 thing at centre-half. He said no matter what, 09's is going to be centre-half. Hume is going to be our inverted centre-midfielder. No matter what happens, he's going to play that way. And it's these things that are costing us, and he won't change
0: it and this rigidness and not having a plan B is what's really annoying us yeah I'm not surprised same same with me as well I'm starting to think Bradley Dax only here to just really annoy Chris Hughes to be honest with you like dating his ex and also being crap playing for his football team like that would honestly tear my hair I would look like Ross if I was Chris Hughes because I'd be tearing my hair out Uh, Lee I want to ask the same question to you mate I think I feel like we're probably going around in a circle every week asking the same question, but it's really frustrating. Um, the strikers aren't scoring and none of us have the answer. and None of us are paid enough to have the answer, but I'm going to ask you to have the answer anyway.
1: Why do you think we're not scoring? What, what do you think's going wrong? I think just given too much freedom to Clark and Roberts. It's like he's letting Clark and Roberts do what they want. And their first instinct is to just dribble with the ball and try and take on two or three men at once. Instead of trying to get the ball in the box. But then he's also asking the centre forward to drop deep as well. Like at some points today we're on the final th- like where I got a throw in our like our final third. And Burstow's the first one winning, like literally our eighteen yard line. But when the ball gets clear, there's no one up there. But I I agree with Ross, I think it's the system change that needs to happen. Maybe he's play two up front, as I say, or like play him here with somebody, let him like just play the width of the penny boxes like an old school target man centre forward instead of asking them to drop deep or run wide and have your other person to run wide as well. As I say, i majority majority thing is just chance creation. Basically, I think, you look at all our centre forwards in season, the roosting chance away at Swansea is the only guilt cut chance that they've actually missed. The rest of them are all half chances. And I start thinking it's a system change. like The way we're playing at the minute just isn't suited playing with the centre forward. But just the thing is I think this would have been Sunderland last season if Alex Neil hadn't have left when we didn't have a centre forward. I was thinking I go see more I see more players now trying like three or four different forwards and he's coming to an excuse every week. Where last season he was like, right, well it was that last season when he we had we was had the very limited numbers. Sorry for slipping over my words. <laughs> um, he was like, right, we'll get out of this and everyone knew what to do and everyone went about their jobs where it feels like now he feels like he hasn't gotten what he wanted in the summer. So it was just like chucking three or like one in every three games and just hoping it sticks. It, it does feel a bit like like throwing shit at a wall a bit and hoping
0: one of it sticks. Like yeah, and I think you, I, I know where you're coming from with the Alex Neal stuff um, because he I think it came quite clear. I, I forgot I thought we forgot to mention Ross Stewart here, but I've meant when I've gone down the Alex Neal Jesus, um, but like he obviously wasn't happy with what he had brought in and then Tony Moby did a really, really good job um, last season and and got out what he could but I think the more this season's going on and the more we're seeing we're effectively not playing with a striker because the strikers can't really score or not playing to their strengths whichever way you look at it without Ahmad take Ahmad out of the team I mean we've lost we've lost 20 odd goals between Ross Stewart and Ahmad there Um, 14 I think from Ahmad last season you're losing five goals from Patrick Roberts as well because he's not the same player. You've, won't, you've earned a couple from Clarkey, but some of them being penalties. I can't remember his last goal. No one play really, um, and it just—I I think I personally think we need a new centre forward. I think even I think it would be good to change stuff up. You're right in what you're saying with Clark and Roberts. I think, I mean, Roberts is not the same player. I agree 100 percent with dropping him. David Bar did nothing there to make you think well okay we'll we'll play a bar next week then because well, he didn't do now e you can't really drop him but there is points when he cuts inside and tries to take four or five people on but then uh, the games last season I think it was Rotherham at home when Stewart got two and, and Clarkie got one and Clarkie was unplayable that night but anything he missed Stewart was on the end of he had something to hit as well there's also the argument that maybe you could say well Clarkie and Roberts are going for it themselves because they think well what's in the middle is crap I know they won't say that openly, but like I suppose proof's kind of in the pudding. And but you're right at the same time. With what Ross was saying, there's only one chance a game. I mean, I can think of the Rusin chance and a couple that Hamia had. The ones that Hamia had early, in, but you can kind of you can mark Hamia's chances down. to being an 18 year old kid, and if it wasn't like him desperately needing to score a goal because someone desperately needed to score a goal, he'd probably forgot about it now if you had like a person that could score goals, but I mean, Russell, we're going to have to come onto it here because it's everyone on Twitter is talking about it. And I I know we always say Twitter is not a barometer of anything, but I think it might be because the forums also talking about it. We're talking about it in our WhatsApp groups. Um, The last two games, the performance and the result has changed the outlook a little bit in terms of the more in or out pendulum. And it really seems to have swung a tad towards the Mowbray out pendulum. We've talked about it a little bit in your frustrations, but like honest question, because when I asked for questions for the podcast, it was just full of this. Where do you stand on
1: Mowbray and out? I wouldn't. I like Mowbray. I think he's done good stuff for us.
2: But today watching it, I felt like he's probably took us as far as he can. I don't think he can take us on to the next level and momentum was huge of us at the start of the season building on what we had last year and the longer this fizzles out we've got a tough running coming and I just feel like we need our strikers to hit the ground running we need to shore up the defence to be sure that we make the playoffs and I don't think that will happen under Mowbray unfortunately as much as I like the guy and I also don't believe that he would still be here if we didn't make the playoffs last season so it wouldn't shock me if Speakman and Dreyfus pulled the trigger
0: sooner rather than later. I'm with you on it. Um, someone said before, I can't even remember who it was, said it feels like the Poirier situation. Like, I really liked Gus Poirier. I mean, I've had him on the show. Cracking fella. Loved him. Um, really nice gentleman himself but I liked him as the manager as well but towards the end of it you would just say it isn't working whatever it is this isn't working and Dick Advocate came in and, and we stayed up and so on and so forth
1: I think um, in the in time you look at Tony Mowbray has been a really important part of the puzzle um,
0: he came in during a difficult time he didn't just show us up. He got these young lads playing the football they should be playing. He absolutely overachieved last season. And a points, you know, I thought I wouldn't mind having this book for a while. Maybe he's just the right fit. But there's always been something niggling in the back of, in my opinion, Sunderland's fan base that this isn't going to be the man to take us into the Premier League. And I think we were all a bit worried if we hit this kind of patch of form where it was like the last six games haven't been that great, really. And I just think when I watch it, I see a man on the touchlines that knows he, he can't go any further than he's got with these. That That's my opinion. It's not to say it's right. And and obviously it's not to say Ross is right. But for me, it's really hard for me to be more great because I like him. I really like him. And I think he's done some really, really good stuff. And sometimes aggressive and always greener. And you think, well, you know what? We're not that far off the playoffs. Is it just a bad run of form? Should we really be pulling the trigger? But he's maybe even a product of his own Good work because I'm more ambitious than I was this time last year. I want more. I want more. Kill Louis Dreyfus once more. Speakman will want more. I think that's why we heard rumours of managers in the summer because they want more. Sunderland is a club can't stagnate because when we stagnate we go backwards. A lot of clubs do that, but it's especially seems Sunderland do. And I think at the minute we're at a real risk of Mowbray's really good work in doing what he's doing going backwards and being remembered for all the wrong reasons because Mowbray is, on a whole has done a really good job and I think he's been the right man at the right time. And I know not everyone's going dis- to uh, agree with me on this and I know some people will agree with me on it and some will disagree. But for me, and I haven't got any names for you, but I'm sure Speakman does, and I think he's got credit in the bank based on the some of the signings he's made and the, the things that have gone right for a Speakman. For me, we need the next person who takes on to the next level, or we risk having a plateau and going backwards. And the grass isn't always green, and I could be wrong in that, and the proof will be in the pudding if it happens. But for me, I have to say in that sense, I'm sort of a Mowbray outman in that, in that sense, but not in the kind of way that I want to hound him out, if that makes sense. Um,
1: but Lee, that, that's my opinion. I want to ask, ask yours, mate. What's, are you any different? sentiments don't get your success uh, yeah. he's had a really good He had a really really good job last season but if Christian Speakman and Kirill would us feel like we're two or three years ahead of our progression period because if you asked them last last season deep down did they expect to get the playoffs I think the answer would have been no so in the summer when they were looking for all these new coaches if they saw that the, the progression period was like two or three years ahead of where we are they should have brought that forward two or three years if that makes sense which is which is understand the links to like Ferroli and other managers. I just don't think he's going to change anything. He probably sees today's result as a really good result and he actually come out in his press conference at the end and said he was proud of the team. But when it comes to like we've got two really tough games against West Brom and Leeds next and you think to yourself if we play like we did today we'll get hammered off West Brom and hammered off Leeds. Leeds are beating everybody at the minute. So you think to yourself do you change it now with these two important with these two games coming up where Do we generally expect anything for a new manager to put his ideas across? And I would say, as the same with you. I'm not hounding them out, but I feel like a change needs to happen for us to not stagnate.
0: I think one of the big arguments as well before was obviously um, Jack Clark and stuff like that. It's just some really positive things. Diallo said some really positive things previously about Mowbray and the players obviously really like him. And this is an argument to say, you know, in the summer, because um, I was really against um, foroli and, and whatnot and shows you how much I know about football, doesn't it? Because um, it probably sort of worked out really if you look fucking it now, but um, it was a big argument for keeping him was the players really like him, but if the players who we know are good players are not getting results on the pitch, it doesn't really fucking
1: matter, does it? Um, whether they like him or not, the results need to come in. The player like a set of players I don't want to play for, because you I look, know, I was like five or six weeks ago, Playing a team like Southampton off the park. Southampton never got a kick. Then you go on like three games in a week of Plymouth away who were 20th in the championship. Huddersfield at home who were 21st in the championship. And then Millwall, who were 19th in the championship. And you could argue we were second best in all three games. Easily. Um, and and tactically very easily
0: outsaw. Yeah. I think you know, you go back to the Stoke games. And I don't want to bring up Alex Neal for his second part in the the conversation, but for me, Alex Neal was always very tactically good if his football wasn't the most entertaining when he was at something for that kind of 20-odd game spell. And I always feel like Alex Neal felt like he could just stick up a deck chair and go, well, Mowbray knows nothing about how to attack us or how to beat us. I know exactly how to beat this because I'm much much more tactically I've got much more now um, tactically I'll just put up a deck chair sit on it and just let the lads do what, what I've told them in training all week and it's going to work because I don't know like if you've only got one plan then you can't really surprise a team with a plan B and, and we definitely don't have a plan B like we we don't it's just simple as that but, but Ross you wanna, you're want shaking your head again like a crazy person what do you want
2: <coughs> no I was agreeing it's to say like oh yeah. It was. It was to say it, it's easier to set up against Sunderland because we know what we do. If we know what we do, the opposition know what we're going to do. If nothing changes, then once one thing works for another team, which it clearly has, stop the ball going out wide to Clarkland Roberts, hmm. press some high they the fuck around at the back, don't let Hume get in the central area on his own, and if they do, overload that side because he's out of position when we lose the ball. Like We can all see it. If forty thousand people can see it every weekend, all the other managers are going to see it, and it's sticking to the same things over and over again. And when it works, it's great, but when it doesn't, where's where's what do we do next? Where's the next progression tactically from
0: this team? And that's what we haven't seen all season. I mean, the the Huddersfield game, right? With all due respect to Huddersfield, because I know we didn't do the we don't do the midweek reviews and stuff. Sometimes we do, depending on you know how good the game's been and whatnot. Um, but very very few and far between. But all due respect to Huddersfield, they are rubbish. They were absolutely awful. One of the worst teams I've seen over the stadium like since we've been up in the championship and it was just basic for them. Sit in, sit 10 yards off them, sit the tackling when you need to and then get, I mean, both goals were crap. Just total crap. It was just them taking advantage of basically our bad defending. Look, there's, there's tons of stuff we need we can and need to get through. I'm gonna fire two quick questions at you, and I'm gonna go into listeners' questions because I'm really enjoying that. Um first one's a, a real quick one, and I want a nice like, sharp snappy answer, Ross, and then I'm gonna get the same one from Lee, right? I'm gonna give it to you first because Lee's a debutant, right? So I don't want to put him under any pressure. Alex Pritchard, why the fuck isn't he playing?
1: <laughs> because
2: he wasn't meant to be here, and the club and Mowbray were quite happy to let him go by the sounds of it.
0: Stupid that, stupid. stupid. He's he, every time he gets on the pitch, it's more like scoring. So just
1: free Alex Pritchard, Lee. Same question yeah. because he's not Bradley Duck, and he's not no his little um, head project. Seriously, he what he is? Is he too old? Is that what the problem is? Too old and not Bradley. Isn't Bradley Duck. Ducky, all of them
0: play at Alex Pritchard though? He looks it. No offense, Bradley. Um, I'm sure he'll be like, look. I'm far better looking than you are, Graham, and you would be right, to be fair. But look, in the context of football, is no. Um, another one, I'll, I'll give this you to uh, you firstly, and then I'm going to move to Ross. Now we're going to listen to questions, which, uh, like I say, I always enjoy. So uh, keep frying them in and stuff. Don't subscribe to us, but do put in questions to us. Um, don't listen, but give us questions. Um, I just want to give a bit of balance to the Mowbray thing. I've already said my opinion, so, you know, I don't really think this um, or maybe, well, maybe there's some truth to it, but it's worth asking the question, I think, for balance. And Brad wanted us to point out that he's still more in, by the way. Brad wanted us to point out in the WhatsApp group that he's more in. he said, if you're all 75% out and the 25% in, there's actually five of us technically now, so he can't even get his mask right. So Brad's wrong. Um, love you, Brad. But um, I would be too unfair considering that the players that have been brought in aren't his and he's been forced to lose the experience of Lyndon Gooch Danny Barr Ross Stewart could have potentially also lost the experience of Alex Pritchard as we touched on before it's quite clear the club were happy for him to go is there a portion of the blame that has to be taken away from Mowbray and also
1: given towards the recruitment? No because he had the same thing last season What oh, last man. season when we had obstacles uh- Obstacles like injuries, etc. He found a solution to them obstacles. Where now we're just looking for excuses why it's not working. I actually, like that, and so I can't even argue back to it. Shit, um, Ross, are you in agreement with me?
2: Um, I think the argument is fair to say that. But these players have shown throughout last season and this season that they're good enough and they're capable enough. But for some reason, it's not working. And I think that could be a bit of off-form, slightly poor recruitment, I'd say. And um, when it comes to the striking department, I think we could have done with an experienced striker. But I also feel like with what he's got, he should be doing better. So I think it's a it's a fair argument. I can say people who are arguing for Wolverine, especially when, to flip it again, who who would we bring in? That's what I mean. That's That's another question altogether.
0: Graham Potter, man, I'm sure he's dying to come in. Oh, eh? Um, I've seen that one thrown about. And look, I absolutely love Ashley, but, you know, if Angelina Jolie decided she wanted to pop around for a cuppa, um, you know, there'd be a chance that I might say yes. So my answer to Graham Potter is yes. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. Probably not. Um, listener questions moved on before I get slapped because she's not that far away from me. Um... I will give this one to you firstly because I don't know where you lie on this one with this player because some of us love him, some of us don't love him. Some of us love them, then don't like them, then like them, and then don't like them again. But one of the questions was, what's it got to take for oh nine 9 to get dropped? I love the lad, but in the highlights package, he forgets to mark the score at all, and he does the same in the second half before off saves him. And I think that's a really valid point. Do you
1: think um, it's time for 9 to be dropped? I would say a so, yes because of the same argument was made for Patrick Roberts snobbing at his best and they obviously he was deservedly dropped mm-hmm. like Wednesday night you saw the best and worst of Luke 9 you saw the best way where he was playing these uh, cross field balls bringing the ball out from the back but then he switches off and go and the goal, and it was exactly the same thing to do especially when you think when both him and Ballard were suspended I thought Jenson and Triantus were, were, didn't put a foot wrong Right, so you think right. you've got people waiting in it's why you have a sport form when you have players who are not in good form they get replaced and they get given a chance to the players who arguably deserve one not getting shoved out of right back and asked to go on the overlap when you cannot run <laughs> So I would say I, I would say yeah I would say aye um, it's about I think it's time he got dropped I would say so yes again I love the lad he's, he's done everything. he's put his heart and his son, son at the football club but I think a little tactical tweak at the back won't go a miss, especially when we're conceding goals left, right, and center. Yeah, and, and a lot of
0: the time you have to point it to Trey Human and O9 at the minute, if I'm honest. Um I love them both daily, but at the minute it's not good enough. It's a it points abysmal. Um so I agree. Yeah, I I think O9 should be dropped. when he's the question actually technically was what's it going to take? I don't know. Probably a change of manager, I think. because um, I don't think I think we've touched on it before he, he's not going to drop him he's captain. that's who he sees so I think we're going to have to just suck that one up um, do I think it's the right thing to do no I agree with Leah I think one nine need to be dropped sorry Luke um, Ross next one for you um, quite a good one from Lord Barrold. like a bit of Lord Barrel, I do Our fan expectations too high this season we booked the trend of league one playoff winners doing well the next season so is it not fair to say we're at the level in inverted commas we should be at no chance.
1: Absolutely
2: no chance. I, d- I think if you look how many bad spells we had last season and we still managed to get in the playoffs, to me, w- the players are a better off for a e- year. Obviously, Ahmad's missing. That's the big one, let's be honest. I can understand we've lost a lot of quality and goals there, but overall, no, we, we shouldn't accept mid table mediocrity in the Championship once we've hit the playoff level. That should be our minimum as a club, to be honest. And okay. people may feel like we haven't invested correctly in the correct players but we have invested quite a bit this summer maybe it's for the future but when you look at the net spend okay the the Stewart deal changes that but when you look at the money we spent on players in our squad and where these players have shown in the past season and at the start of the season the levels they're capable of I think expecting playoffs
0: should be an absolute minimum for Sunland Football Club in the championship I think If you're not going, sorry. Yeah, get Forget. it right. Get it right. Um you couldn't even say except before. So I'm, <laughs> that's why you probably didn't take on association. Um we've all got, that's not your fault, mate. It's not your fault. Um I think if you're not going forwards, you're going backwards. That's my kind of short answer. Got a couple more and one fun one to finish with. I know people like us just talking about football, but like I like a bit of fun sometimes. So I've got a nice fun question for you. But um I'll give this one to Lee. Uh, if Burstow goes back in January. Do you see the club going after an experienced striker to help the other forwards? Not necessarily
1: a championship striker, but a more senior player generally? No, because I don't think that's the demographic demographically go for when we buy players. I agree. You, buy, you think you're probably looking, obviously you've already seen links to that striker in Uruguay. You think you're probably looking at like a 18 to 21-year-old forward to come in the same as every, the same as um like the same AMO as like Himaya and Mayenda. Would I like to see an experienced writer come in? Yeah. But I I, I can't see it happening. And to be honest, I I won't be surprised the first two last the season there. Eh? Yeah. So I, I won't be surprised if there's something written into his contract where he's got to stay the season out here and you he, he can't go back to Chelsea. But we'll I'd,
0: see. I'd agree, mate. I do I, I it's just not the model. Um I think we just have to suck that one up against. <laughs> um but a nice fun question for you here, Ross. I did say I would answer it, right? I like we always get one funny question. Got the custard one last week, which I've had a lot of fun with on Twitter. Like, I'm easily pleased,
1: lads. I'm easily pleased. But um, what's your go-to Christmas film, Ross?
2: Home Alone, classic. Basic bitch. <laughs> uh, basic, but at the same time it's a
0: classic. And aye, I just, I just like, I like a comedy. So Look, it's up there. I'm going to point out that Home Alone, it just wouldn't happen. Read. It's like, it's basically like a really, like, how do I put it? Graham, it's not real. I, I know. It's okay. but like, It's a film. It doesn't have to be. No, I'm not having it. A lot of things. You wouldn't just leave the Ben in the house. You wouldn't just leave the Ben in the house. You just wouldn't. Um, I don't know. Uh,
1: I'll move on. Uh, Lee, what's your Christmas go-to film? Go-to Christmas film? Film go-to Christmas. I'd probably say The Grinch Good I'm fun. Gonna go with The Grinch Basic but good I don't know if mine's basic but mine would be scrooged.
0: Is it bad that them? I was I
2: was really dying to jump in on these and go
0: that just wouldn't happen would it Lee? so I don't know why you saying that that just wouldn't happen <laughs> would it The Grinch isn't real Green people don't <laughs> exist green people don't exist it doesn't happen there's no such thing as The Grinch aye there's more chance of a Grinch than leaving the Ben at home <laughs> when you're getting on a flight to wherever you're going to do
2: Graham can I end this I'm guessing that was the last question can I end this I one then for you because people can. don't ask you questions
0: I know there's a reason you, for that
2: do you think by January 1st Tony Mowbray will still be Sunderland head coach
0: no I don't think he'll be head coach by Boxing Day however one thing I will be having I don't know if anyone's seen it today but sticky toffee pudding at Hull. oh I'll be having that it looks tremendous, honestly. Like I was not looking forward to hull. I was like everyone's winched about whole tickets and I've got a whole ticket. Everyone's going mad about it. And I would dare not say anything. Cause I was like, if I say something here, everyone's gonna kick off. Because everyone's going mad about whole tickets. But I seen the sticky choffy button today, and I have to confess I will be having that at home. Um otherwise I wouldn't have been that excited for it. So thanks, Cole. Um we've got like a minute or something left. So uh, Ross Cheers, mate, you can go see you later. Um yeah. Before we go though, there's a reason I had you on today, Lee. Lee, you've also got a channel as well. That's that's brand new. Where can we find it?
1: Um and where should people subscribe to you rather than subscribe to me? Um it's on YouTube, it's at LeeWright Sefc. You just type it if you put it in the search bar on YouTube, it's the first thing that comes up. Say it's just something I've always fancied doing, and just decided to go set up bars and just do it. I was just going to do an audio. I was just going to do an audio thing, but then after talking to people like at work and like my mates and stuff, they just put your face to it. like don't be scared of. What I just did. And if um, you haven't
0: liked Lee's opinions, don't subscribe to them. I just wouldn't. Just don't bother. If you think not you many you people help, do don't. agree with me, opinions, it's fine. <laughs> same mate. <laughs> same. But uh, thanks for joining, lads. I appreciate it.
1: Uh, Hopefully, it'll be better at at some point. (laughs) Cheers, lads. Thank you very much.